not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are their opinion and are not intended to align any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely loyal listeners. It's just Miss Rose and you. Today is Sunday, July the 29th, I think. No, it's the 30th. Today is Sunday, July 30th. 2023. And on today's episode of Just Miss Rose and You, you know, we don't know what we're talking about because we never know. But after this brief pause for the cause, we will be right back with today's episode. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We will be right back. Alright, you guys, I have been scrolling up and down the internet and I came across this article which inspired me to want to do today's episode. And it comes from uh, the website expertediter.com.au and this article written by Isabel Cabrera is titled oh it was posted on July 27th 2023 and it's titled if a man displays these 10 behaviors he has very low self-esteem Dating can be a winding path filled with unexpected surprises, some delightful and others not as pleasant. It can be quite a challenging, excuse me, it can be quite a challenge deciphering the behavior of a partner, especially when it's steeped in subtleties of self-esteem. Often, low self-esteem manifests in two distinct ways, through meekness or boastfulness. Understanding these signals is crucial 
to fostering healthy relationships. This article will discuss 10 behaviors that indicate a man may have low self-esteem, whether it's hidden behind a shy smile or a boastful swagger. Number one, he constantly needs reassurance. If a man you're dating often requires confirmation of your feelings, it's a clear sign that he might be grappling with low self-esteem. Even after expressing your feelings and ensuring him of your commitment, he continues to question your loyalty. While it's okay to seek assurance in a relationship, the problem arises when it becomes a regular pattern, ultimately placing an emotional burden on the partner. As an individual, it's important to have a certain degree of self-validation, independent of anyone else's opinion. If your partner leans heavily on your views for his self-value, it can lead to a cycle of dependency and anxiety. Number two, he has a tendency to overcompensate. Sometimes a man with with low self-esteem will go to great lengths to mask it, and this usually involves overcompensating in other areas. He might try to project an image of himself that's larger than life in an attempt to hide his insecurities. This could take many forms, from overspending to create an illusion of wealth to boasting about achievements or connections. The key here is inconsistency. The projected persona doesn't align with the individual you're getting to know privately. This constant flip-flop between braggadocio and insecurity can be confusing, but understanding it as a behavior stemming from low self-esteem can help provide some clarity. Remember, genuine confidence is comfortable and consistent, not loud and sporadic. Number three, he's overly critical of others. Someone with low self-esteem often finds it challenging to see their value and worth. This negative self-view can easily spill over onto others, leading to a habit of constant criticism. If your partner is perpetually finding faults in other people, be it their friends, colleagues, or even strangers, it could be a sign of his struggle with self-esteem. In some cases, he might criticize others to divert attention from his insecurities or to make himself feel superior. Remember, though, that healthy criticism is fine. However, if it's excessive, demeaning, and makes others uncomfortable, it's time to consider its source. Number four, he avoids confrontation at all costs. Confrontation can be uncomfortable, but it is sometimes necessary for maintaining a healthy and balanced relationship. If the man you're dating avoids confrontation like the plague, 
it could be another sign of low self-esteem. This fear can make him agreeable to a fault, always conceding to your opinions and choices, even when he's not comfortable with them. He might also avoid bringing up issues or concerns in the relationship. While it might seem like smooth sailing at first, it can lead to resentment and unspoken tensions in the long run. Number five, he's overly jealous or possessive. While a tinge of jealousy in a relationship might be normal, and to some extent even cute, it becomes a problem when it escalates to possessiveness or control. A man with low self-esteem often finds it hard to believe that he's lovable or worthy of being loved. As a result, he may become overly possessive or jealous, fearing that his partner will find someone better and leave him. Such behavior can suffocate a relationship and rob you of your freedom. It's essential to address this behavior early and discuss the underlying insecurities. If left unchecked, it can escalate into more serious issues. Number six, he's excessively self-depreciating. A lighthearted jab at oneself can be a sign of a good sense of humor, but when it becomes a regular pattern, it may be a sign of low self-esteem. This self-depreciating behavior is a defense mechanism to shield him from potential criticism or rejection. By highlighting his flaws first, he feels he's taking the sting out of any criticism that might come his way. However, this behavior in the long run can be quite damaging to his self-image and your perception of him. It's important to recognize this behavior and encourage him to celebrate his strengths rather than focusing only on his weaknesses. Number seven, he exhibits perfectionist tendencies. Perfectionism isn't always a bad thing. It often leads to high quality work and attention to detail. But when it borders on obsession, it can indicate an underlying issue of low self-esteem. If the man you're dating holds himself to unattainably high standards, or if he beats himself up over the smallest mistakes, he might be dealing with low self-esteem. This behavior often stems from a fear of failure or rejection, which are common concerns for individuals with low self-esteem. The need to be perfect at all times can be both mentally and emotionally draining, and it's important to remind him that everyone makes mistakes and it's okay to be perfectly imperfect. Number eight, he has a hard time making decisions. Indecisiveness might seem like a minor quirk, but it can actually be a sign of low self-esteem. 
If a man constantly second guesses himself, struggles to make decisions, or frequently changes his mind out of fear of making the wrong choice, it can indicate a lack of self-confidence. This behavior often arises from the fear of judgment or criticism. While it's okay to seek input from others, constant reliance can be an issue. It's crucial for each person in a relationship to maintain their autonomy and be confident in their decision-making abilities. Number nine, he often compares himself to others. Comparing oneself to others is a common human tendency. However, when it becomes a frequent activity, especially to the detriment of self-perception, it's likely a symptom of low self-esteem. He might express envy or discontent with his own progress, constantly wishing he had what others possess. It's important to remind him that everyone has their unique journey and that comparisons often don't take into account the complexities of individual circumstances. Number 10, he's overly apologetic. Saying sorry when, you're, when you've done something wrong is a sign of respect and understanding. However, if your partner apologizes excessively, even for things that aren't his fault or are beyond his control, it might suggest low self-esteem. This behavior usually stems from the fear of displeasing others or being seen in a negative light. An overly apologetic person often feels they are constantly at fault, even when they're not. They may feel the need to apologize as a preemptive measure to avoid potential conflict or criticism. It's crucial to reassure him that it's, okay, that it's okay to stand his ground and that he doesn't need to apologize for things that are out of his hands or for simply expressing his feelings and opinions. Should you be worried about your partner's low self-esteem? A partner's low self-esteem can indeed be a cause for concern, especially if left unaddressed. While it's not an insurmountable issue, it does require attention, understanding, and patience. Low self-esteem can fuel negative behaviors like neediness, jealousy, and emotional dependency, which can be draining for their partners and harmful to the relationship. However, it's essential to remember that these behaviors are not reflections of the individual's characters, but symptoms of their internal struggle. If you notice your partner exhibiting some of the behaviors discussed above, here are a few strategies on how to handle the situation. These may help support them in their journey towards improved self-esteem. Okay, you guys, it's a few of these. And so, oh, okay, we got Number one. Open up a dialogue. 
It's essential to communicate your observations and concerns in a compassionate and non-accusatory manner. Discuss how their behavior affects you and the relationship. This step might encourage them to open up about their insecurities and fears. Number two, encourage professional help. Professional counseling or therapy can be incredibly helpful for individuals struggling with low self-esteem. Therapists are equipped to provide tools and strategies to improve self-perception and mitigate the impact of low self-esteem on their lives and relationships. Number three, support their self-improvement efforts. If your partner decides to work on his self-esteem, be his cheerleader. Praise his efforts and progress and reassure him that it's okay to stumble along the way. Final words. While it's important to support your partner, it's equally crucial to protect yourself. If your partner's behavior becomes toxic, consider seeking advice from a professional or trusted support network. Remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Taking care of your own emotional health is just as important. It's okay to set boundaries and prioritize your well-being. Finally, it's important to note that change takes time. While you can support and encourage your partner, the real work lies with them. Be patient and understand that improving self-esteem is a journey, not a destination. With time, effort, and a lot of patience, it's entirely possible for your partner to build a healthier self-image, leading to a more fulfilling relationship for both of you. And that is the conclusion of that article on experteditor.com.au. If a man displays these 10 behaviors, he has very low self-esteem by Isabel Cabria. And we will be right back with the conclusion of today's episode of Just Miss Rose and You. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's Dictionary Definition Word of the Day, brought to you by Oxford Languages, is rut. It's a noun, number one, a long, deep track made by the repeated passage of the wheels of vehicles. Number two, a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive, but is hard to change. Rut. And we will be right back.
All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back for our last article on today's episode of Just Miss Rose and You. Mm-hmm. And we have landed on the website hackspirit.com. And this article, written by Roselle Umlas, is titled. Oh, on July 29, 2023, at 1 o'clock p.m., her article is titled, 10 Clear Signs You're Not Living Your Best Life. We, okay. If ever anyone asked us how we were doing, it would be so lovely if we could say, well, here I am living my best life. Unfortunately, reality doesn't always work that way. Many of us are stuck on autopilot, just going through the motions. Each day looks like Groundhog Day. Same shit, different day. Does that sound familiar to you? Would you like to know if you're in fact not living your best life? In this article, I'll share 10 clear signs that should confirm that nagging feeling. Hopefully, they'll serve as a wake-up call to be intentional and shape your life in the way you want it to be. Let's dive in. Number one, you feel stuck in a rut. I'll start with the most obvious sign there is that trapped feeling. As I said earlier, you're living the same day over and over again. Like nothing ever changes. You get up in the morning, go to work, do the job, get back home. Day after day, it's the same thing. You can't even say right away when the last time you did something new or exciting was. You'd have to dig deep in your memory bank to recall those fun times. The only way out of that rut, shake it up. There's nothing stopping you from picking up a new hobby or joining a club, even if it's just online, or making time each week to check out a new cafe, restaurant, or museum. Little moves like these can infuse your life with a dose of freshness. Not only will they shake your boring routine up, you'll learn new things too. That always keeps life interesting. Number two, you're not excited about your job. You know that feeling I was talking about earlier, that do your job on autopilot feeling? That points to another sign that you're not living your best life. Your job does not excite you. Okay, excited might be too strong a word. The reality is not all of us have jobs that are exciting and fun. More often than not, we're in it just to pay the bills, not for some lofty desire to change the world. And that's not a bad thing, really. It is what it is. Still, as much of a mere necessity our job might be, there does need to be an iota of interest in it 
or at the very, very least, we don't hate it. I was once in that very position, stuck in a job I hated. It took me some time to realize that life is too short to be stuck in a place that didn't light a fire within me. You see, when the work you do matters to you, it becomes less of a chore and more of an exciting adventure. If your job does not spark any interest in you, it might be time to consider switching jobs or even switching careers. Who knows, that empty feeling might be due to the fact that you're not yet where you're supposed to be. Number three, you constantly feel overwhelmed. What if your job does make you feel a lot of things, only it's all too much? That's another sign you're not living your best life. For me, the best life is a balanced life. You might be earning a lot of money, or maybe you do love what you're doing, but if there's no sense of balance, it's still not the best situation. And you know what? Being in a constant state of stress is never sustainable. There's a tremendous cost attached to it. So take the time to pause and reflect. Is that huge paycheck worth your health and your personal time? Are you heading towards burnout? Is a little more attention to self-care called for? Believe me, sometimes just a tiny tweak, time for self-care, can get you feeling your best. Number four. You rarely have time for things you love. That section above reminds me of a recent conversation I had with a friend. She had recently accepted a top managerial position at a big corporation. She had everything she'd ever dreamed of. A seven-figure paycheck, unparalleled benefits, access to the best places except for one thing, time to enjoy the things she loves. She'd be at work by 7 a.m., then be back home at 9 p.m., barely able to stay awake for a decent dinner. The result? She was feeling empty, despite all these perks and fat paycheck. Think about your own life. Do you remember the last time you picked up that book you been meaning to read or hoisted your tent out in your favorite camping spot? If your hobbies and passions have been gathering dust, you might not be living your best life. Gentle reminder, life isn't just about work and productivity. The things that don't earn money but which you love doing anyway are there to nourish your soul and bring you joy. Which brings me to my next point. Number five, you rarely experience joy. Joy, what's that? Well, if you have to ask, that's your sign right there. Obviously, if joy seems like a distant idea to you, you're not living your best life. The good thing is joy is accessible to everyone, 
anywhere. You don't have to go on a hot air balloon ride or travel to an exotic destination just to get it. Although those are great breaking up the monot those are great for breaking up the monotony too. With a simple intention, you can find joy right where you are. What's the intention? To be grateful. Is it really that simple? According to researcher Brene Brown, it is. There's a link between joy and gratitude. In her years of research, she found that the people who described themselves as joyous were the ones who actively practiced gratitude. She further states that it's counterintuitive, meaning you don't become grateful when you're joyful. You become joyful when you're grateful. Does that make sense? So give it a try. Look around you for things to be grateful for and see just how fast you can get to living your best life. Number six, you constantly compare yourself to others. Now, while you're looking around you, take care not to fall into the trap of looking at what other people are doing and measuring yourself against that. If that's something you do regularly, you're not living your best life yet. See, Comparison can be helpful in a way. It helps us assess if we're on track, but taken to the extreme, it stops being helpful and becomes a joy zapper that knocks our self-esteem down. And what's more, those benchmarks you're using may not even be real because you're comparing your insides with other people's outsides. And that's a huge leap. Your best life will come when you're focused on doing your own thing and not measuring your worth against others. You're happy to see other people succeed, but you understand that you don't necessarily have to be on the same path. Number seven, you're not in touch with your values. What exactly is your path then? It's simply whatever rings true to you. Living your best life means aligning your actions with your core values. The times in my life when I felt empty and running on autopilot were those times when I was trying to fit in and meet other people's expectations. It got to a point where I had to ask myself, is this really me? Is this really what I want to be? I figured out that the only way to feel happy and purposeful was to stop trying to contort myself into these shapes that didn't suit me. If your life feels hollow, take that as a sign that you may need to reflect and clarify what really matters to you. Then go and do that, 
whatever else other people might say. Otherwise, it might come to a point where, number eight, you don't feel healthy. I don't just mean physically healthy, but mentally and emotionally too. I think that one of the clearest signs you're not living your best life is when you're not at peace. If you're constantly battling with fatigue, stress, anxiety, or negative thoughts, it's a sign that something needs to change. Number nine, you're always waiting for the future. Do you constantly tell yourself, when I get that promotion, I lose weight, I find a partner, then I'll be happy? In short, are you placing conditions on your happiness? Well, here's another question. What's wrong with being happy now? I'm sure you've heard it all. Life is short. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. For me, this one from Scottish revolutionary William Wallace says it best. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. Simply put, if you're always waiting for the perfect moment or the next big thing to be happy, you're not living your best life now. Don't be a when-then person. Happiness is not a bus stop you get on and off at intervals. It is the bus you ride on. Number 10, you neglect your relationships. Finally, we get to the last clear sign you're not living your best life. And it has to do with the quality of your relationships. According to Vanessa King, the author of 10 Keys to Happier Living, other people matter. To design a happy life, we need to stay connected to others, whether we're an introvert or an extrovert. I learned this the hard way. Back when I was younger, I was so overly focused on my career that I barely had time for real, deep human interaction. Naturally, my relationships suffered, and after a while, I began to feel its effects. I felt more and more lonely. That period was definitely not my best life. So make time for the people who matter to you. Keep your connection strong, and your life will be so much richer for it. Final word. If you're stuck in a rut today, don't worry, every day is a new day and it doesn't have to be Groundhog Day. All you have to do is make the choice to be more intentional about where and how you spend your energy. Dig for joy every day, love with all your heart and live authentically. And pretty soon you'll find yourself living your best life. And that is the conclusion of that article on HackSpirit.com by Roselle Umlas. Ten clear signs you're not living your best life. 
And that, you guys, is the end of today's episode of Just Miss Rose and You on this lovely Sunday, the last Sunday in July 2023. Now, you know the rules. Don't let anybody take you from your square because you are the only you in the entire universe and nobody, nobody is doing a better job of being you than you. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Miss Rose out. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. Miss Rose out.